Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages five to a hundred and five. I'm Kim, and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I'm very happy because this week we start a new theme. How and why stories? Do you know what how and why stories are? They're stories that people made up many years ago to explain the world around them. So they might be telling a story about how the mosquitoes became or how the stars got into the sky. Now our story this week is from China, and it's all about how the phoenix got her colourful feathers. A phoenix is a magical bird which looks a bit like an eagle, only with long, flowing, colourful feathers. People from many parts of the world have drawn and told stories about this bird for many, many years. There are phoenix stories from Greece, Egypt, Persia, China, Africa, and more. I wonder if you were a magical creature, what you would like to be. A unicorn, a dragon, a griffin, or a phoenix, and why? Why don't you have a little think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello, super great kids! I'm back. I wonder which you decided: a unicorn or a dragon, a griffin or a phoenix? I think I'd like to be a phoenix because they can fly and they live a very long time. Shall we have our story and discover how the phoenix came to have such beautiful coloured feathers? Ready? Mouth open. Story jump out. The phoenix is a magical bird, a mythical bird, a magnificent, majestic bird. It's known for its colourful feathers: red, green, yellow, black, and pearly white. It shimmers with light, but it wasn't always that way. A long, long time ago in China, before people had learned how to hunt and set traps. All the birds lived together happily in a great forest. While most of the birds perched on the tops of the trees, preening their colourful feathers and chattering and screeching, "Karakarau, karakarau! I'm a pretty bird. I'm a pretty bird." The phoenix was shy and quiet, with dark grey feathers, and moved silently along the ground, living in the shadows of the trees and drinking the dew which glittered on the forest floor. At dawn, when all the noisy birds were still sleeping, the phoenix would stretch her soft grey wings and fly up to the mountain to look out over the world and sing for the joy of singing and for the beauty of the world. Golden notes would fall from her throat to the forest below. She felt lucky to be alive, and there was plenty to eat in those days: nuts and berries and seeds and seeds and berries and nuts. But I'm sorry to have to tell you, 
that the other birds ate with abandon. They were very wasteful. They'd peck at a pear, gouge at a grape, chomp on a cherry and then spit out most of it and leave it to rot on the forest floor. Yuckety-yuck, yickety-yuck, that pear is hard. Send it back. Look out below, pear bomb incoming. And meow, splat. They'd open their beaks and send it spinning to the ground. Some days they'd even have food fights and chuck berries and nuts at each other, just for the fun of it. Hey, you, na-na-na-na-na, can't catch this. And then they'd spit nuts at their brothers and sisters and all that waste ended up on the ground. The phoenix was not happy. She knew that each nut and seed and berry was precious. She tried calling up to the birds in the treetops. Uh, excuse me, but... If we keep wasting all this food, the time might come when there isn't enough and... But do you think the birds listened to her? Why, no, of course not. They barely noticed she was even there. They were far too busy preening and screeching and chattering. Pretty bird now, pretty bird now. And so it went on. Day after day, nuts and seeds and berries rained down onto the forest floor. It worried the phoenix. What would happen if the time came when there wasn't enough food to eat? So the phoenix came up with a clever plan. She started walking forwards and backwards, backwards and forwards across the forest floor, collecting all the wasted fruit and nuts and berries. She laid out the fruit to dry, she sorted the nuts from the seeds and then she stored it all away in holes in hollow trees, in caves and in all the dry, safe places in the forest that she could find. The days passed and the months passed and one summer the rains did not come. It was hot, hot hot and all the fruit and nuts and berries shriveled and shrank and shriveled and shrank and everything turned hard and brown. The birds in the tops of the trees, well, they stopped preening, they stopped chattering, they stopped shrieking and they started fighting. Oi, that's my seed. I found it first. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Take that and that and that. Oh, dear. There was such a racket and a hullabaloo. The phoenix tried calling up to them from the forest floor. But do you think they heard her? Why, no. They were far too busy squabbling and fighting over the few snicky snacks left in the forest. The birds, they started to look thin and scrawny and bedraggled. Not a pretty bird, not a pretty bird, they crooned sadly to themselves. No food, no food, no food, sighed the owls. Kurukurukuru, what are we to do? Kurukurukuru, what are we to do? sang the doves. Karak, karak, no food now. No 
food now, squawked the parrots. The forest was certainly a lot quieter now that the preening and the screeching and the food fighting had stopped. And the phoenix, busy on the forest floor, heard their mournful cries. Ah, now I can help and they might even listen she thought as she spread her grey wings, took to the skies and flew up, up, up to the treetops. My friends, she said, remember the nuts and the seeds and the peaches and the pears and the grapes that you threw down onto the forest floor? Yes, said the bird sadly. Well, I collected them all, I sorted them all, I dried them all and stored them all and now I have plenty to share with everyone. Come with me, said the phoenix, just a little bit excited to be able to help. A tattered rainbow ribbon of hungry birds flew between the trees and eagerly down towards the forest floor. This way, follow me said the phoenix, as if they were playing a giant game of hide-and-seek. And when all those birds saw the glittering piles of dried berries and shiny nuts and seeds which the phoenix had so carefully gathered and stored away, they flapped their wings for joy and the air filled once again with excited chatter as they flew down and helped themselves to the most delicious feast. No rush, no rush, plenty for everyone, called out the phoenix as she shared the food. Now every bird, large and small, wanted to be her friend. And thanks to the phoenix, there was indeed food for everyone. Garak, garak, garow, pretty bird now, pretty bird now, said the screeching parrots. We should make this wise and thoughtful bird our queen, they said. And there was such a cawing and a singing and a screeching in agreement, the likes of which you've never heard. Then a young owlet stepped shyly forward and plucked out a speckled feather from his wing and laid it at the phoenix's feet. Oh, thank you for the food, he said quietly. And before long... All the other birds eagerly scrambled forwards to place one of their feathers on the floor next to the phoenix. Soon there was a fluffy heap of colourful feathers, green and red and gold and striped and speckled and shiny. And the young owlet had the honour of helping to attach her feathers to the phoenix until she was dressed in the most royal-looking gown and her feathers shone, and her wings rippled like rainbows. And that is how the Chinese people say that the phoenix got her feathers. And that is why, if you ever go to China, and you see the most magnificent, radiant, magical bird shining and resplendent, you'll know who it is, won't you? Feather Bright Bird, that story has been heard. Ah, thank you for listening to that story. I wonder if you could tell a how and why story. You could tell a how and why story about anything you want. Why a poodle has got curly hair. 
why the giraffe has such long legs, why a flamingo is pink, anything at all. And could you draw a picture of the phoenix with all the birds around her dropping their beautiful coloured feathers? If you draw one, do send it to us. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Roll the drums. It's time to have a dip into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some kind owlets who've hopped into our nest and joined our owlets club. We're flying first to Thousand Oaks in California in the US to say to new owlet Monica who's joined our club for her eighth birthday. Monica's favourite stories are Wild Jack and the Two-Headed Giant and The Ghost of the Bloody Finger. She particularly likes the song stories. Me too, Monica. She listens to the stories when she's drawing with her little sister Claire and when she's in the car. And a big hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo and hello to brand new Owlet's twins, Remy and Hazel, who just turned four and live in Michigan in the US. I hope you're enjoying the bonus stories. Thanks for joining. And hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to new Owlet's Jack, who is five, and Vivian, who is almost three. They love super great kids' stories and have listened to lots of them. Jack's favourite story is the snake and the holy man and the four dragons. And Vivian loves Anansi the Spider-Man. He wants to say, Grandma, make a Johnny cake, Jack is coming. <laughs> Thank you, Vivian. And finally, let's fly to the heart of bluegrass in Lexington, Kentucky in the US and say hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo to Sloane, who has just turned eight, and Jack, who will soon be seven. For their birthdays this year, their papa and Gigi gave them a subscription to Super Great Kids Stories. Ah, oh, thank you very much, papa and Gigi. Jack's favourite story is from Guyana, how the snakes got their poison, retold by Toop. And Sloane doesn't have a favourite story because, she says, they're all super great. Thank you for that, Sloane, and welcome both of you to the club. I hope you're telling your own stories too. That might be a nice present for Papa and Gigi to hear you telling them one of your stories. And welcome all of you to the club. I hope you enjoy the bonus stories and scary stories and Owlet Letters. And thanks so much to eight-year-old Tristan from Sydney in Australia for your donation on Kofi. Tristan likes any stories retold by Toop and Tienan. If you like Tienan, Tristan, he co-hosts a kids' podcast called Bust or Trust, which is rather brilliant. Do have a listen. Now... Lots of you have been pulling out your paints and crayons and sending us some very creative story pictures. Here's just a few of my picks for this week. Zoe, who is seven, and Layla, who is five, from Colorado in the US and are currently living in Dakar in Senegal. And their cousins, Quinn, who is nine, and Mars, who is 13, who live in Ithaca in New York, have all got together and sent in four wonderfully distinctive pictures of the story from the Caribbean and Nancy and the Magic Yams. Thank you. They are all so good. Lovely that you enjoy sharing the stories. And thanks to seven-year-old Owlet, 
Poppy for sharing your lovely picture of the Estonian story, The Lake That Flew Away. I like the way all the people you've drawn are celebrating the arrival of a lake in their town. Hurrah! Just super great. Thank you. And a super great thank you to Justin, who lives in Quebec in Canada, who likes to listen to the stories at bedtime. Such vibrant colours on your parrot, inspired by the cat and the parrot story from India about a very greedy cat who just kept on eating his friends. Is that a good idea? I don't think so. And thanks to Anya, who is four, from Sydney in Australia, who's drawn an amazing picture of the subscriber bonus story, Dog's Party. I love all the animals you've drawn, Anya, who became friends on the way to Dog's Party. The cat with the long whiskers, the bird flying over their heads, the frog dripping with water, and the slow tortoise carrying his hard shell. Just lovely. Thank you. If you'd like to see some of these super great drawings or send us your picture of this week's story, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. Do send in your pictures for us to share on Facebook with other story lovers. Either send your picture via Facebook Messenger or scroll to the bottom of our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. That's it for this week. Hope you're enjoying your school and classes. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. Not only are they good fun, but they're really good for your reading and writing too. I expect you'll soon be writing amazing stories of your own if you're not already. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London. 